while single family homes generally they don't sell well when you market it as a single family home to families. But for rentals, they generally market very well because we have a lot of splinters so people can see it all the time, easy access to roads. Before we get into today's episode, I want to mention today's best ever partner and give you a free gift. And that partner is Fun That Flip. And they're going to be giving you a free deal analysis spreadsheet. You know who Fun That Flip is, don't you? Because you're a loyal best ever listener. They've been a sponsor on the show. Matt Rodak, the founder of Fun That Flip, has been on the podcast multiple times giving us his insight on the online lending process. Fund That Flip provides fast, reliable funding for your house flip projects. They're an online platform, makes the application process entirely easy, and they've got a whole bunch of experts on their team who can help you get funding in 24 hours and close within as few as seven days. And all of you best ever listeners... You're getting a free spreadsheet to help you analyze your projects. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. That's fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. And you'll get a free deal analysis tool. It'll help you provide a scope of work for your projects, create the scope of work, analyze the profitability of the project, or if it's not profitable, you need to know that too and make a determination on the max purchase price. Super important. You can print out all the detailed reports, and that will help you get your deals funded faster. Go to fundnetflip.com forward slash best ever. Get that free analysis tool, fundnetflip.com forward slash best ever. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff. I hope you're having a best ever weekend first and foremost. And because it is Saturday, we're going to do a special segment called skill. Oh, no, not skill set Sunday. That's Sunday situation Saturday where our guest is in a sticky situation and they talk about how they overcame it. And in this case, we're not as sticky of a situation, but it's definitely a good learning experience for how to take a single family and convert it into a duplex and maximize the value of the property. With us today to be walking us through that process, Charlie Gao. How are you doing, Charlie? I'm doing all right. How about you? I'm doing well, my friend. Nice to have you back on the show. And best ever listeners, if you want to hear his best ever advice, then go to episode 888 and you'll hear that. Charlie, as a refresher, is the owner of I Buy Houses Michigan. He began real estate investing after moving to California and worked with clients. He's purchased 19 homes since moving back to Michigan in 2008 and is based in Grand Rapids, Michigan, of course. With that being said, Charlie, before you talk about the single family, can you briefly just give the best ever listeners a refresher on your background? I started out, uh, uh, I was engaged in real estate through my father. He had owned a couple of restaurants and office buildings, tattoo parlor, commercial real estate when I was younger. Didn't really pique my interest until later when I started going through the whole rat race of working a double two job. And I realized, you know, the power of all that passive income. So I moved out of California a bit. A lot of my clients were real estate investors as well. And I also took a job at LoopNet, which as many of you know, is a large commercial real estate online listing service. So all that kind of contributed to my knowledge. And then I moved back to Michigan during, well, obviously, one of the worst 
housing recessions that we've ever had. And the houses were at $30,000. And so I purchased three houses in my first year and a half all during that period of time. And what are you focused on doing right now? So it's funny that since we talked, I've actually already acquired another deal. So actually I'm on deal number 20 right now. And then I got three others kind of in the work. But I'm primarily flipping houses. And I purchased my first rental I've had in a while as I had sold my rental portfolio to focus just on flipping. And then I've also recently started wholesaling too as well. Okay. So you're flipping, you're wholesaling, and you're building your rental portfolio. Now let's talk about the single family that you're doing something special with. Can you tell us a story on it? Right now, Grand Rapids, if you basically do any Google search engine, Grand Rapids is one of the hottest markets in the entire country, and there's also a very strong shortage on real estate. So that was one of the reasons we had gotten a wholesaling. But I was looking at a deal on the MLS. It had been on the MLS for about six months. We looked at the property, and we realized that it was off a busier road, and it didn't really have a lot of appeal to it. But one of the things I noticed about it is that when I first ran the numbers on it, just by a high-level comparison, I ran it as a single-family home. And I was, you know, market rent's 1250 The purchase price on the home where it was listed at was $130,000. So even if I got the owner way down to like $100,000, it still doesn't really meet what I'm looking for out of a rental property. But then when I took a closer look at it, I actually noticed that there was a second kitchenette in the house. So the house already had basically a kitchen upstairs and a kitchen downstairs. So we went and viewed the home. And when I went and viewed the home, I realized there's really only a few things that needed to be done with the place. We basically just needed to put in an exterior door on the inside because there was a pass-through door between both units. Figure out what we were going to do with the gas and electricity on the place and then get rental search on the property as a duplex versus a single-family home. So that's all we needed to do. But by doing that, I was able to value it at a duplex. So I was able to look at what it would rent for as two two-bedroom units versus a four-bedroom, two-bath. And so my market rent on that was about 1700 a month versus 1250 And so we were able to make it work. My wife's a realtor, so we made an offer on the house, and we put an offer in for $110,000. At that point, when we put the offer in, my wife also writes in specifically that she is going to waive her buyer's agent commission. So we will specifically say what that dollar amount is so the buyer realizes that really the purchase price is 110000 plus whatever fee that we're waiving. They accepted it. We did some inspections, and the inspections came back pretty good, but I came back and told them, based on these inspections, there's a couple of things that might need to be repaired in the next couple of years. We are willing to do it, but we want a purchase price of 108500 and they agreed to it. So we're scheduled to close this Friday. A couple of things that we have to do in the house once we get it is that the nice thing about where we're at is that you can actually schedule rental permitting inspections prior to actually owning it. So that's going to cost us $75 to do that. We're going to add a second mailbox onto the property too as well. So each tenant has their own mailbox. I had to spend another $75 to basically get a specific amendment for my lawyer to put in my contract terminology, how the utilities are going to be split. So because it is a duplex, we looked at actually splitting the gas and electricity to add a whole other panel. It just didn't make sense. It was going to probably cost us 2000 to split everything. So what we're going to do is that the rough area of square footage is about a 60-40 blend. So we're going to have the bills in our name, but we're going to build a tenant. And then they're going to pay a portion of that bill based off that 60-40 split. And that's pretty much it. And then we have an exterior door that we're going to put that's currently separating both units. 
And then after that, we're basically ready to move in. We've already marketed the property with the owner's permission, and we already have basically intended to go in the first place. And then that second unit, we're actually going to use that as kind of a transitional unit for us as we're traveling back and forth from Grand Rapids and Detroit as I'm relocating Grand Rapids here in the next few months. Phenomenal. I love that. Let's talk about some of these costs and the conversion requirements. I want to make sure I got everything down. Gas and electric, mailbox. You put in an exterior door on the inside because there was a pass-through, so you got to shut that off, right, like you would in a hotel or something. All right, what else did you say you're doing? The only thing that was really kind of whether we wanted to do it or not is that if we wanted to add another electrical panel, we could have done that. And then DTE, which in California and other areas west, DTE is actually electricity. Here in Michigan, DTE is actually gas. So they could have separated that offer just on nine ninety five a month, and we could have done split utilities for the tenants. But because we were doing split electricity and then we're also doing the split gas, we didn't feel there was a need to do that additional $3,500. I had done a number of rentals in the past where I paid for utilities for the tenant. And what I find is that the tenants, they just always abuse it so much. So I didn't want to go down that route. So we really wanted to put the responsibility of the utilities back on the tenant. But that's probably the only thing that may be somewhat tricky. But we've been very forthcoming with the tenants. And then what's nice about it is that while the units basically, while it's a single family home, there is separate entrances to as well to the second floor and the first floor. So everything was in place for it to be a duplex. We actually thought it was a duplex that got converted at some point. Or it was an add-on, but for some reason, they just put it in the second kitchen upstairs for some reason. I don't know why. And then also, another benefit is that while single-family homes, in my opinion, are generally not – I kind of specialize, and I feel like, but generally, they don't sell well when you market it as a single-family home to families. But for rentals, they generally market it very well because they have a lot of squinted, so people can see it all the time, easy access to roads. And in the situation of this property – its backyard is basically you walk about maybe a thousand feet and you're at a local middle school. That's actually a pretty good middle school for Grampus area. So it markets to people that are looking for something that's close to school so their kids can literally just walk to school every single day versus their parents having to drop them off. So it has a lot of appeal from the renter standpoint. And so that was even more reason to acquire it for that reason. And you said you can schedule rental and permitting inspections before owning it. Can you elaborate on the permitting inspections that are required? The home is actually in Kentwood, and Grand Rapids and Kentwood have a lot of overlap. So a number of years ago, actually, it was really weird, but we owned a property that I paid. I had Grand Rapids garbage. I had Kentwood water and sewer. I had a Kentwood library membership, but then I had Grand Rapids. Like, I mean, it was like all over the place. I was kind of back and forth between the two. But there is a significant difference between the two cities, even though they're adjacent to each other, because Grand Rapids International Housing Code, which is basically the most strict code you could possibly find for <laughs> rentals, whereas Kentwood is basically just like a $75 permit. And really, if your house passes inspection for a mortgage, you know it's going to pass it for the inspection. So the fact that it's so close to the rapids was perfect, but the fact that it's still on Kentwood's code. So literally, we already know it's going to pass because like, we've gone through the process in the past before. And really, as long as it passes the mortgage inspection, we know that's going to pass an inspection for the city for the most part. Because we actually can go ahead of time request what they go through to look for it so we can have it ready available ahead of time. And if for some reason it doesn't pass the first time, they don't even charge you to come out a second time. Whereas Grand Rapids, 
which is basically adjacent city, which is the really hot market right now, they charge you every single time they come out, plus it's renewal every two years. It's just way more friendly to landlords. And so it's nice because we have very little overhead costs. It's pretty much as close to a turnkey duplex as possible. Yet we buy at the valuation of a single family. Yeah. And comparing the numbers, it's fun to compare because you're on the good end of things. 1700 versus 1250 that's 450 extra dollars a month times 12 that's over $5,000, 5400 exactly. So over $5,000 a year that you're making as a result of this conversion. Yeah, and then with our overhead costs, another thing that's also nice too is that the taxes in Kenwood basically, the millage rate is significantly lower. So my property taxes and insurance on that home is only $150 a year. So if you figure out what a 30-year mortgage is, my minimum cash flow at the property, if I you know factoring 10% vacancy and everything else, it's going to be about 525 bucks a month. So then, and you can see my mortgage on, I think it's going to be like 617. You know, my cash and cash return, I'm going to make the, our down payment was $21,000 and like 21,440, I think it was. You factor what our return is that I'm going to have a near 100% cash and cash return in about three and a half years. Not obviously factoring for vacancy. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a great case study for anyone period who's looking at these types of properties, but especially for competitive markets, because this is truly creating value where others don't see value. And in your case, holy cow, there's not a lot that goes into this from a cost standpoint to do the conversion. I'm what, like less than a thousand dollars. It looks like, what do you think to the conversion? 75 for the permit, 75 for the contract terminology for my lawyer because it was basically just section 12 on utilities in our contract agreement, about 125 for the exterior door, and then my setup for cost for the utilities, which is like, I, I don't even know, it's, it's less than 100 bucks. So I would say it's probably like $400 total is what it's going to cost me to get rent ready. Mm-hmm. Plus you got a mailbox, so four to 500 yeah. That's great. That's another thing, too, is the photos that the seller took were absolutely amazing. So we actually put that specifically in our contract agreement that they would give us the rights to the photos. So I actually used those photos to repost for our listing for the rental property, which are great photos. So that was another small cost savings as well. <laughs> Every little bit counts. I love that. I hadn't heard that before. I'm super cheap, but I actually, I do that in every single property with that has really good photos is I specifically let them know that I want the rights to the photos and that they have to bring it. I have actually even delayed a closing before to do that because I figure, I find that whenever you ask somebody to do something, whether, oh, we need a garage door opener or we need that, once the deal closes, then people, their motivation for doing something you want them to do. So I've actually had it where I made the realtor go drive like 15 minutes back to the office to bring it back to get it done, but... Those little things, I mean, I know they're, they're little, I'm super cheap, but that's 150 bucks that paid for the permit that I saved, and then I also paid for my contract terminology from the lawyer. So if you look at it, I'm really only spending closer to like 300 or $275 instead. Anything else as it relates to converting the single family to a duplex that you want to mention? I think with every person, if you look at converting a single family duplex, the biggest thing you have to look out for is the utility mix. If you can separate them off and then what's that going to look like? If you were going completely from scratch and converting it where you're already adding and new plumbing and new gas, 
then it's pretty easy to do at that point. But because in this case, I already had an existing kitchen on the second floor, it didn't make sense for me to pay that additional cost to basically separate you know. So I think that's the biggest thing you have to look at with a duplex or converting a single family to a duplex is that cost up front because that's probably your biggest cost. And if it makes sense with that cost, then it really makes sense to move forward. Where can the best ever listeners get in touch with you? LinkedIn, or they can email me, mctmanagement at gmail.com, my website, ibuyhousesmichigan.com, or do you even want to contact my wife? Uh, she's a real estate agent through Century 21 row. Really, any of those ways kind of work out. I'm sort of the face, and I, I'm on the podcast here, but she handles a lot of the back-end operations with the flips. I handle a lot of the breakdown with the numbers on whether they work and getting permanent and things like that in place. So depending on what your question is, it might be better to contact my wife versus myself. Charlie, this is a great case study. I love hearing these stories and deals that are in action right now. The numbers, the creativity, and the attention to detail with the costs. I'm sure a best ever listener, at least one, will replicate this because of hearing this episode. And best ever listener, when you do, whoever decides to act on this and find something in their market, reach out to me, info at joefairless.com when you do. I'd love to have you on the show and interview you about this too. So thanks so much for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever weekend, Charlie, and we'll talk to you soon. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Remember to get your free deal analysis tool for your flips at fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. That's F-U-N-D-T-H-A-T-F-L-I-P.com forward slash best ever. It will detail your scope of work, help you analyze if the project's profitable, and make a determination on the max purchase price fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Are you looking for your next home in a high value market like San Francisco? Gabrielle Doms with Premier Properties is a leading broker whose market knowledge and attention to detail gets results for you. Contact Gabrielle at 415-200-7202. That's 415-200-7202.